0: welcome to the solopreneur success podcast where successful business owners gather to share true stories and sound advice to help you start and grow your own solopreneur business come soar with us and design the life you love now here's your host steve combs hello
1: solopreneurs today i'm talking with profit coach Allison profit and that's profit with two s of course if you're in business Profit is exactly what you're looking for. So this should be a fun and enlightening conversation because Allison's specialty actually is sales profitability. And we're going to go through a lot of territory here. This is something I've been looking forward to. I first talked to Allison over a month ago, and I immediately invited her onto the podcast because I know this is going to be a great conversation. She's actually I just want to give you a heads up right now. She's actually going to be on the Solopreneur Success Connections Community Training Cycle for April, April 20th, 3 p.m. Mark your calendar. She's going to come on and help you build your email list. And that's just part of profitability. But we're going to dive deeper and broader today in this conversation. So, Allison, thank you so much for jumping on and sharing some time with us today.
2: Yeah, Steve. I'm super happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: And I, I love, of course, the the synchronicity of your name, Profit. but There's two Fs, like you say, Profit with two Fs. But how did that become, was that just because of your name or did you actually have a desire for sales and profitability or what led you down that path? We got to jump right there first, of course.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I like to always say, I actually was born with the last name Profit and that my destiny was in front of me my whole life, but it took me until I was 39 years old to uncover it. So Sales actually was not where I started. My background's in human resources, and I did that for 15 years. I've worked in all of the industries basically, and I have experience working with left brain people, right brain people, engineers, architects, healthcare workers, all over the map. And I wanted to really pursue creating my own corporate coaching business. And oftentimes, the world has its plans already laid out for us. And so I ended up losing my HR position, and that pushed me into networking and I started to meet all kinds of small business owners and I thought oh my gosh these humans are amazing they love what <laughs> they're doing and they're so passionate and it looks hard but they are so excited about it and they're just making it happen no matter what and I really loved that energy it connected with me but I really didn't know anything about that world so I tried to start my own business a couple of times without much success because I didn't have consistent sales. And then I had some personal things that were happening. And I was really in a position where I needed a job and a opportunity to work at Constant Contact as a sales rep came up to me. And I didn't pursue it. Somebody told me that they thought I would be really good in the job. And I thought they were crazy, because I never sold before. And they were like, Oh, no, it's a great company. They'll teach you sales. And I was successful in my sales role really quickly. And the the Perk was I got to learn all about email marketing and digital marketing. And those sales and marketing were the two things that were really missing in my business that my businesses that I tried to launch. And when I left there, I started off just I started Profit Coach. I was meeting with somebody and they were helping me come up with my business name. And they're like, why don't you lean on your last name? I was like, Yeah, I thought about that, but that seems weird. The spelling's not the same. As making money, it's two F's and it'll be confusing. How will people find me? And he was like, No, just just go with it. Like it's meant to be. And so that's really how it happened. Somebody just pointed out to me that it, it totally made sense. So now I really just, I, I love helping entrepreneurs really figure out their pricing, their marketing strategies, and selling, but from a place that's really aligned with them and really just feel soulful i use the word soulful a lot in my in my business and helping people feel really connected with what they're doing and how they're doing it so that it's more sustainable
1: yeah for sure and you use that term soulful sales success and i'm probably going to title this episode soulful sales success because that's something we've talked a little bit offline mm-hmm. before even had this conversation here that we're recording what does that mean to you because it's as we talked about before this conversation, again, maybe we should record you know, record that and share that, but that's kind of like our, our private conversation before the official interview. But really, soulful means a lot to different people. What does that mean to you when you say the word soulful in, in alignment with business?
2: Yeah, sure. So for myself, and also I think for most entrepreneurs and most humans, authenticity is one of my top values. And when I think about doing work that's that's true to me and and that I can be my whole self when I show up. That's like when my soul is lit on fire, right? When I feel most passionate and most aligned with what I'm doing. And in all of my other business iterations, I kept trying to do things the way that everybody was telling me I should do it. We had a little private conversation before here about waking up super early. And that's not what you and I do in our lives. And But there's lots of people that are like, if you want to be successful, wake up at five in the morning. And I'm like, (laughs) no, thank you. I'm going to sleep a few more hours. (laughs) But the soulful piece is really when I started to really apply some of the sales principles that I learned at Constant Contact and really just show up as my whole self, things really started clicking and paying attention to the way I feel kind of, and it sounds kind of woo woo, but it's not like, how do I feel in my body when I'm in a conversation talking to a prospect or even writing an email for my marketing? Like, do I feel like really good about it or does my stomach feel in knots and and paying attention to that? Um, I think when we really are paying attention to our whole selves and what's going on, that's really soulful and it's more sustainable when you are doing things that are authentic to who you are. So that's really what it
1: means to me. Yeah, that, I love that description too. And I just want to point out to our listeners that you don't necessarily have to pick a business that is, oh, this is my hobby. I'm going to make money from it, as some people say. But you need to do something that is fulfilling and in alignment with who you are. And I, that's that's what, Alison, I believe that you're saying here. I'm 100% on board with that. I've, I've been down the road where business or employment even, doesn't matter if you're you know, working a job or you're running a business. If what you're doing sucks the energy out of you every day and you just absolutely detest what you're doing and is, is wrong, and you can feel that. We talked about that also before. It just changes your body physically because emotions have a physical impact. And when you're doing stuff that you absolutely detest doing day in, day out, it's going to grind you down. And that's not the way to live. This is, You have one precious life to live. You need to choose something that you love to do. I'm so much on board with what you're saying there. So I'd like to hear a little bit more. You talked about constant contact and how that really kind of was more fulfilling. Why do you think that was?
2: Oh, gosh. Well, my entire career, I worked in HR and usually had some sort of leadership capacity in what I was doing. And really, like when you work in HR, you kind of don't really get to have an opinion. (laughs) You're the neutral third party. So You might be able to share your opinion with your boss, but then you really are the person that's advocating for, like, this is the direction the company wants to go in, or advocating for the employees. And you're not really your whole self. You are walking around with a mask on. And so the job at Constant Contact was really the first time that I got to just be an employee. (laughs) And the culture at that company was what I dreamed of creating when I worked in HR. So I got to just be a sales employee for a billion-dollar global company that's awesome at what they do, who cares about small business owners, and that's really what they do. And I just so connected with their mission, and I loved how they did their training, and they have such a great culture. I mean, there were so many pieces of it that aligned with things that were important to me. And when I was doing my sales job, right, they've got managers that are listening in, and they can hear listen back to the recordings of your sales calls. If I wasn't being myself, they would come to my desk and they'd be like, why are you trying to sound like Sam down from a few cubicles down? Like, where are you? They wanted me to just be me because when I was me, I was able to connect with the customer and then build the relationship and get them to feel really just excited Whereas when I was so in my head trying to be or do something that I wasn't, it didn't flow as well. And that was really fun for me. And I thought, wow, like how awesome is it that, and that's really what led to my success. I was one of the top sales reps fairly quickly, and I had really high retention rates with the customers that did sign on with Constant Contact. And I'm still actually connected with some of the people that were constant contact clients, even though after I made the sale, they weren't mine anymore, right? They kind of moved on and just went over to customer service, but it was all about building relationships and, and there were so many pieces to why it aligned with me. It was so aligned with my values and that's what I think all of us as entrepreneurs wanna think about when we're making decisions in our business.
1: And I'm so glad you said the R word because if you didn't, I was about to raise it because that's really what life is about and that's whether it's business or personal or whatever, It's all about relationships it's growing your impact in the world by sound relationships and you know i used to do sales also where it'd be telephone sales My last corporate job before i you know i finally went full-time as a solopreneur it was pc connection fortune thousand company and i broke my you know i was it guy but i got into the company by starting a year i had to do at least one year in a corporate sales position so i was on the phone every day that was not in alignment with me (laughs) i'll tell you right now but we would have the managers, they would listen in because they have a whole team of folks and like eight of us in, in one row. And the manager would in that row would listen in and the conversations. I also sold vacation sales packages back in the day, back in the early 90s, mid 90s after I left the army. And, and that was brutal, but I actually did better there than I did corporate IT sales. It was kind of fun. And I think the reason why I had such, such struggles there is I didn't learn the lesson that I'm sure you have learned is that it's not about dialing for dollars and how many you know how many no's do you get which is kind of like this mental thing you try to say put yourself into it's really about are you serving the yeah. other person and i think i did better with the vacations because I, in that case was a time where i felt like i'm giving you something really good here and you're going to love this and i believed that and i said so much better in it i just didn't have that mindset i was my mindset was i'm gonna be a computer programmer. This is just I'm sitting here for a year until I can move on to that that part of the road again because I've been laid off in the early part of the I you know dot-com boom and bust and I got laid off. Yeah. So I've been through that, but the relationships are so important. I want to I am kind of sharing a little bit about my background, but I want to hear about yours. What do you think was the biggest sales lesson you learned from constant contact and your time there? What was really important to you?
2: So I think for me, and this comes from the combination of all of my skills, right? Like being able to say, hey, I've been there because I also was a struggling business owner, right? I tried to start my business. And so really like being vulnerable and bringing some of my story and having the courage to do that into sales conversations. I mean, people that were ready to say no would say yes. And that takes courage to also when you're in sales conversations or even in marketing, right? Like being open and sharing your story and your marketing is is powerful because it allows the other person to have that connection. Like, oh, this person actually does see me and hear me. Granted, I mean, I was selling $20 a month email marketing subscriptions. I wasn't selling business coaching, which is what I do now, but it's like, Even still, people were struggling to make a $20 a month investment in their business, and I had to really lean into the courage for them, right? It wasn't courage for me so I could get the sale. It was like, well, earlier you said you're spending hours and hours on this, and now here you are saying you're worried about making a $20 a month decision, which you can cancel at any time. What's really going on? right? And then people be like, you can feel like the breath go out of the room, right? Now I have to think about what is really going on. And often we let people off the hook in our conversations, because there's vulnerability at play there as well, because we might be afraid that they might not like us if we say the truth, or if we share openly about our story and what our story means to us. And if you hold a mirror up to them and they don't agree, you're not, you're not accusing. It's not judging. It's just saying, Hey, this is what I'm hearing based on the words you said. (laughs) What's really going on here.
1: Uh, That's so powerful. I think sometimes as business owners, when we get to a certain level of success, we forget sometimes how hard it was to make those minor decisions just to say yes. And I've been there where $20 investment, that's actually a commitment. (laughs) So. You know, not everybody can say they've been there, but I know I've been there, and me I know too. a lot of people who have. And that's that's really, really strikes me, is what you said is it's not about pushing the sale, it's digging a little deeper. So what what really is going on here? What you said is, well, what's really going on here? We know that there's a benefit here for you that's going to pay off. Why is this a challenge for you? And and hearing them, and not with the idea of I'm going to convince them and sway them, but
2: mm-hmm. serving
1: them. And that's it's like right. okay. You believe this is the right solution, but let, let's let's hear it out. Let's really get to the bottom of what's the, the issue here. And I do that. And I found this in my own coaching and your coach as well. When you allow somebody to bring out what's really happening under the surface, it's really easy to say, oh, yeah, I was, I was busy. I didn't have a chance to get to that. But why are you so busy? Where is the priority or right. what's really going on, like you said? That's when you hit the powerful, deeper, what's happening yeah, you can make a life shift that'll actually change somebody's future. I have no doubt whatsoever that by having those conversations, you've made a massive positive impact in many business owners. I just know it because that, that's how things work. I'm sure you could say that, yeah, I've, I've, I see people that have succeeded because they went to that place. Yeah, um, any, yeah. Any, I don't know if you can even say that, but any stories you could share or examples that maybe that was the case that you could share?
2: Absolutely. One of the stories was, so this was a person who, Money wasn't the issue. So she actually was a financial services representative, right? Just doing investment planning and things of that nature. And this person wasn't actually in a business yet. They were working on launching a podcast, but because of their licenses and what they did, like they actually couldn't show their face on their podcast. So they they were figuring out like how to brand it. And she was like, I don't know if this is a good idea. You know, I mean, this is on my sales call with her, right? And in my call with her, I really dug into, well, why did you even have this idea? And the idea was she wanted to, she targets women and she wanted to really shift the story that like money's okay and like go make a lot of money and go, go buy high fashion. Her podcast is called the Finance Fashionista and uh, her name is Faith actually. And so in the whole idea of her podcast, she almost sort of was like, I don't know if I'm going to do it, even though she wanted to do it because she was writing and and but she was nervous about publishing it. And did she want to invest money in the email marketing tools for the podcast? And so over time, so she ended up buying Constant Contact, spoiler alert, and we connected on Facebook and and I was so pleased to watch her from afar At one point, she did get to a point where she ended up like being okay showing her face on her podcast. Like She ended up having to do some work with her compliance team and things of that nature, but she didn't give up, right? And she shared with me that my conversation with her made her believe in herself even more, and now she has her own business, and she's doing this podcast stuff, and she's doing great things in the world now. And I used to run a women's networking and peer advisory group up here in Northern Colorado, where I'm at. And I had her come in as one of our featured speakers last year. And it was just so cool to watch that because that was back in 2018. And now here we are. She launched this new business endeavor. And and so, I mean, that's just one of the many stories from Constant Contact, my Constant Contact days. But Um, It's just really cool to know that if we see somebody and hear them and and just mirror to them the passion that we hear in their voice about what it is they want to do and really just be like, I believe in you. Like, you can do that. And what's stopping you from doing that? And who do you need to know? And just helping ask some questions is something everybody can do. Right. I mean, pretend that you were talking to your best friend or talk, talking to your child. I'm not a parent, but like that was often. One of the things I would say is like, you know, if this was your son or your daughter coming to you with these questions or these doubts, what would you say to them? And a lot of times that gets people to be like, I am not talking very nicely to myself. (laughs) (laughs) So that's sort of just one of one of the many stories.
1: Yeah, we're often our worst critics. We have this this self-doubt. We have this imposter syndrome idea going on in our heads. And we just have to you know, sometimes have to give ourselves permission to succeed. And, and it sounds so goofy when I first heard the idea, you know, give yourself permission to succeed. I was like, are you serious? Of course, I want to succeed. But sometimes we put those roadblocks in our own way. We block ourselves from success. And oh, that's absolutely. why it's sometimes great to have that, that external conversation with a coach or a friend or, or somebody who's supporting. It's a, this whole idea of what I call it, an idea environment, a people environment. And then who's, who's giving you the feedback? Are you hanging out with the people who are saying, "Oh, you're never going anywhere"? You're like, you know, a crab in a pot, and every other crab's mm-hmm. pointing you down. and You try to escape, or are you really just going to go full blast because you have port around you and, and you're part of a community that is supporting you? It doesn't matter what the community is; it matters that you have people that support you. You know, I have a community you're you're aware of. You run a community of women. There's, there's so many opportunities to find a community that'll support you, but you need to find some kind of support and and with people who understand what you're going through and it can help you when you hit the hurdles that like it's not even necessarily technical sometimes it is that emotional support it, it kind of brings it back to that idea again what we we're talking about at the beginning which is the soulful sales success and again it, it's being in alignment but i think it's also that underlying foundation of support that you have to be successful and it, yeah it, and i think success is i really believe this success is 90% mindset you have to have the vehicle you, you need to have the ability to make the sales and such, but really it's about mindset. And a lot of that mindset comes from your relationships and your self-talk. And yeah. and, and what are you feeding yourself? The books you read, the turn off the news, get something yes. that's going to be empowering <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> instead to replace that with. Maybe cut out Netflix a little bit, unless, you know, if you're watching some documentaries that are helping you maybe, but maybe you spend a little bit more time learning your craft or whatever you're trying to, to do. So let's, let's come back to the soulful sales success though, because I know you have... We call the three seeds of sales success. What, what is that, anyways?
2: Oh, yes. Can I stick a pin in that for just a second? Yeah. I, I wanted to just mention something based on the what you were just previously saying, especially around community and the people around you. I think it's it's also really important to recognize that, that will evolve and to let go of any guilt you might carry with you in leaving certain people or certain groups behind, because Not everybody is going to be there forever and ever and ever. And that doesn't make you a bad person or like you're not better than them just because you're making that decision. And I think that that's a, I I personally went through that. Like I said, actually no longer running this women's community. I'm still a part of it, but I grew and I've evolved to a place where it was time for me to really put a different kind of attention into my business and up level in terms of where I'm spending my time. And so I just would encourage everybody to like not judge yourselves when you start noticing some dissonance in who you're hanging out with or what you're consuming. Like it might be time to change and that's okay. So thank you for letting me kind of share that.
1: No, I, that, that's great. Really it is because sometimes we get stuck in, in the, okay, I've, I've built this level of success. It's okay to move forward to the next success for you. And I, I, I've done it myself my own business with different businesses. I, I run three businesses right now. And the first business that really made me successful was writing. But that's kind of on the back burner as far as businesses go these days because I found so much more joy in the other two businesses, mm-hmm. what really fulfills me. And I would encourage you that if you're already at a level of success, but you're saying, OK, yeah, I've done this, but now I, I don't have the joy to get up and do the work anymore, Investigate that. You know, it doesn't mean it's time to quit your business or anything like that. But, but maybe it is, yeah. or maybe it's time to make a shift in what you're doing or how you're serving. Wow. So, take a look at it. It's it's okay. It's okay to change. Let's put yeah. it that way.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Thank you for letting me share that. So the so the C's to success. So it started off with three, and it has actually evolved to five. So.
1: I see growing since so I was talking to
2: you. <laughs> yeah, it has changed because, as we just said, change and growing is is an important piece of it. So the three C's of soulful sales success, and really it's really soulful business success in general, really in my mind come from having clarity. So clarity in your why, clarity in your values, but really clarity around what you're selling, That's always where I start with my clients because a lot of times they'll come to me and they'll say, this is what I'm doing. Here's what I'm selling and I'm having trouble marketing it or closing the sales. And once we dive into like why that's what they're selling, I can find out there's parts of it that they hate. There's work in that package that they don't really like doing. And they're just selling a thing because it makes money. And making money is really important, of course. But there's other ways to cash flow, right? And it is really important to figure out what is the work that will result in the cash flow? So having clarity in in your what you're selling is super important. And then having the confidence that you're the person, that you are talented, that you, you are the person that can help serve and support that individual in whatever it is you're doing with your business. And the confidence is really important because when you're building those relationships and establishing rapport and once you make an offer... If you have doubts, you're kind of planting unconsciously those seeds of doubts in the person when you're asking for the sale. So if you think about from a languaging perspective, if you say like, well, you know, I think maybe this is the right direction for you. It's like, oh, will you think that and maybe it's like those aren't confident words and you're not instilling confidence in your prospect with that not very strong and confident language. So and it's not about being pushy, it is about being confident and also again making sure serving.
1: Yeah, people it. read that in a heartbeat. If you if you're like you're all wishy washy and you don't you don't have the confidence, it'll come across in a heartbeat.
2: Yeah, exactly. And and your words, it's not just about your if your words are confident, like you the you mentioned how important mindset is, like you actually have to have that confidence. And so if you are doubting you really have to pay attention to that and figure out what's going on there and of course we all have doubts we're humans so you know I'm not like this perfect like confidence machine right I mean I have my own doubts but confidence is really really important the third c is connection So when my clients come to me, they often are like, I'm bad at sales. And I'm like, well, what if you weren't having a sales conversation and you were just having a connection conversation and you weren't tied to the outcome of it being a sale, but you really cared about connecting with the person, building the relationship. Oh, yeah, I can do that. Right. Like it totally changes the dynamic in themselves. And and, and it's like this paradigm shift. Because if you are clear and confident on what you're doing and how you're doing and that you're the person doing it, you are better able to just show up and connect in that conversation. And I like to really say that um, these Cs that I've created, really, when you model it in what you do and how you show up, your clients or your prospects are going to be more likely to be like, they're going to lean in, right? Because you're modeling it. So let me talk about the other two C's that I've added, Steve, since we spoke. The fourth C, we've sort of already talked about this in terms of courage. The fourth C is courage, right? You have to have the courage, A, to put yourself out there and do this work on yourself. It requires courage (laughs) 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 to do the inner work. (laughs) But then also having courage to hold that person, just hold that person, in the conversation and hold that person in what they said they wanted and not letting them shy away from that
1: yeah i want to dig into that before we dive into number five because when you see courage you talk about you know having courage are you referring to courage for self or courage for toward the other person or what what does that mean and, and i know that exercising courage will also build confidence so it's yeah. tightly totally related i know But what does that mean to you when you say courage? I mean, is that more self-courage or is it courage in your your conversation? Or what does that mean?
2: Oh, yeah. The answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's in all of it. Picking up the phone to get on the sales call might require courage. Asking a question that is maybe uncomfortable for you is self-courage. And then asking the prospect that you're speaking to, you know, like, how would it feel if you had the courage to move forward? Right. So it's, it is, the courage part is on both sides. And it's interesting, Steve, because I have, I have heard people say things like, well, like, well, I wouldn't be a good salesperson. And the truth is, is we're all selling all the time. You've been selling your entire life when you were five years old and you wanted a piece of candy and you're like going to your mom and dad and you wanted a piece of candy, you were selling to them. (laughs) That's why (laughs) you wanted the piece of candy right? I mean, everybody is always selling and we have all had courageous conversations at some point, whether it's been privately inside of our own head or with other people, or maybe somebody has had a courageous conversation with us. So we all know what it looks like to what courage looks like. It's a matter of acting on it on your behalf, as well as on the behalf of somebody else, because sometimes we need somebody to grab our hand. And that's what, if you're a coach, I mean, that's kind of what you're doing, right? You're you're grabbing somebody's hand and you're saying, come on, come on, let's let's walk together. You're safe. You take these steps. I believe in you, right? I mean, we are helping people step into their own courage and equipping them to be able to then walk in that power for themselves. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So number five, then. Cash. Yeah. No, I, I came into business to be broke. I don't want cash. No. <laughs>
2: yeah. Cash. I like to say that sales is the oxygen to your business. And without it, the heartbeat of your business will no longer exist. You hear me talk about soul. I talk a lot about heart-centeredness and how important that is. I mean, really getting cash in your business matters because otherwise it's just a hobby. And if you are not making money in your business, unless you already have some other kind of financial security, you're probably going to go back and get a job. And I worked in HR for 15 years, and I can tell you that there's no security in a job, first and foremost. And if you are an entrepreneur at heart, i created an acronym for the word job, and it's a joy optimization blocker. (laughs) So if you don't want to be in a job because you are an entrepreneur at heart, if you aren't having cash flow in your business, you're going to have to go and do a thing that's going to block your joy. And maybe that's a thing you do temporarily, 'Cause again, cash matters. I've gone and gotten jobs before and that affirmed for me that I could make more money in my business than I could in this little part time job that I took. And I immediately was like, Why am I doing this? I'm gonna let me go hop on some sales calls. <laughs> so yeah, cash is number five.
1: Yeah, and, and just, just to be clear, we, we talked about this on the podcast before. I had a great conversation with David Safir back in episode twenty four. I was just peeking real quick while you're you chatting there. And I encourage you to go back and listen to that. All about cash flow, because you can have all kinds of money in your balance sheet, but if you don't have actual cash in the bank, you can very quickly go out of business, especially yeah. if you have bills coming in that you can't pay. So cash, yeah, absolutely. I, I 100% agree with that. You have to have cash in your business. And that means wise spending and, and wise management of how fast cash is coming in, how fast it goes out. There's different ways you can you can get into that, and I won't dive into that today. <laughs> but. But certainly, you you need to have cash. And I that's a great one. It's funny you said that that is number five. I didn't think about that as far as Cs of sales success. But really, that's what sales is, is bringing cash in the door. But how fast is it coming in? You're not just sales velocity, but how fast are you getting paid? Like, are, are you paying your invoice 60 days down the road? Or are you getting paid up front? I mean, your business motto itself can de- dictate that. As I'm sure Allison can go in, in depth with anybody who wants to reach out to her. And, and speaking of that... I don't wanna put that aside. So that let, let's let's tell our listeners where can they find you at?
2: Yeah. So I'm on I'm on the social platforms, but really I have uh recognized that the thing I love to do the most is really connect with people. So send me an email, Allison at profitcoach.com. And uh, I love having connection calls with folks. I do obviously have an email list. So oftentimes after that connection call it'll kind of be like, Hey, do you wanna you want to hear more from me? If so, awesome. But I do have some social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I did a lot of work on social media last year and then really tuned into myself and decided it didn't resonate with me. And also a lot of my clients, it doesn't resonate with them. And so I'm giving them permission by not having some huge social media strategy. And that actually served me really well. My business has done phenomenal this year so far. So <laughs> like, see, I don't need the social media stuff. So I invite you to come and play with me. And uh, I, I'm just really excited. I'm really building a big community around soulful entrepreneurship. I did a virtual summit at the end of February or January that was uh, really fantastic. And we're going to be doing more of those in the coming year. So just really excited about connecting with other humans that want to do good work in the world. And show up as their best selves.
1: Yeah, that's excellent. And remember, it's profit with two F's. So when you write Allison at Profit Coach or, or go to our website profitcoach.com, make sure you use two F's with profit. And I, I want to remind our listeners again, Allison has a background with email, so her background with constant contact and helping people build email lists that are effective. And that her clients today come get her wisdom because the the training we do at Soulpreneur Success Connections, the community that I run. That's free for all of our members, and membership is free. So if you're not a member yet, what are you waiting for? Go to solopreneurcoach.com forward slash membership, and you'll be able to join for free for life. And you can come see Allison on April 20th. Uh, that time will be 3 p.m. on April 20th this year, uh, 2021. If you're listening, 2022, sorry, go back and uh, get a patron membership, and you can watch watch the recording. And it was funny you were talking about earlier about, you know, can you even make a $20 investment yourself? If you want to see the past recordings it's a seven dollar investment for the first month and you can quit anytime and if you decide to keep on i think it's right now i think it's 49 bucks a month or whatever but even if you just have one month and you, you can downgrade back to free get the past recordings and, and see what Allison has to say on email building at least do that if you missed a the live event and you're listening to this later but really else this has been a, a fun conversation thank you so much for coming and joining us i can't wait to the 20th of april to uh, join you again for the live training
2: yeah, it was my pleasure. I uh, always love talking about these topics and connecting with other really great entrepreneurs that are doing good things in the world like yourself, Steve. So I can really tell you have a uh, a heart of service from the membership community that you've created and everything. So just thank you so much for having me and, and bringing me into your fold. Just really honored.
0: Thank you for listening to the Solopreneur Success Podcast. We hope you discovered valuable advice on how to start and grow your own successful solopreneur business. If you liked the podcast, you'll love the all new Solopreneur Success Connections community at solopreneurcoach.com. Here you'll get exclusive access to our private members-only community of business builders, free business building resources and live online monthly training designed to accelerate your business success. Join us now at solopreneurcoach.com.